Is there another blowout brewing for the Dallas Cowboys in Week 14, or will they let the Houston Texans hang around? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We are free and available on all platforms. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joined, as always, by Landon McCool. Follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We're getting closer and closer to this highly anticipated interstate uh, rivalry game. That has a 17 and a half point spread on it. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just dive right into this matchup because uh, there's a lot going on here. Uh, but yeah. before we do that, Lena, I, I wanted to just say something off the top. The Cowboys need to blow out this Texans team. Mm-hmm. I think it's different than the Colts team last week. The Colts were way more talented. I'm going to be extremely disappointed if this game is even somewhat close going into the fourth quarter. Like if the Cowboys aren't up by two scores going into the fourth quarter, I think I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're setting, we're, we're moving the bar for ourselves and we're moving the bar for the Cowboys here too. But I think it's realistic. I mean, I think it, this is not a very good football team that they're playing uh, and they're not in great health either. Well, and that's, um, that's honestly the biggest reason let's just yeah. off the top. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like Brandon Cooks is going to play. He's missed the no. last two practices. He also missed last week. Their number yep. two receiver, Nico Collins, likely not going to play after missing yep. Wednesday and Thursday practice. Their number one corner, Derek Stingley, is out uh, with a hamstring injury. They also have some injuries on the crosser defensive line. I mean, this is just an insanely banged up team that's not good to begin with. They need to dominate. Like, they absolutely need to just put the Texans away early because – like you saw last night with the Rams and the Raiders, if you let Man. bad teams hang around, sometimes you can end up losing those games. Side note, on a personal note, it must be absolutely wild to cover the Raiders this year. I can only imagine. Um, imagine the yeah. Cowboys being the stable, like functionally functioning organization <laughs> that has a lot of not is, very much drama. It's is, is that what you anticipated going into the season? No. I, I did. I don't imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like the Cowboys are the better team when both these teams are healthy. They're playing at home. They are by far the more healthy of the two teams because as all the reasons that you just mentioned. Um, I mean, just to kind of give you an idea, like I, I really am a big fan. I like Malik Collins. But Malik Collins is one of the guys that they're having to give a vet rest day to because he's such a key part of their defense that like they really can't afford to lose him. I, yeah, I mean, this is a, a team that, um, uh, especially with where the Cowboys are right now and where they're they're headed towards, uh, this needs to be a, a, a dismantling. And honestly, I, I think really what would be really good is if the Cowboys were able to kind of get a, a lead, you know, enough of a lead early enough that they could actually sub in some folks or maybe yeah. try some different yeah. kind of lineup stuff because they definitely have a need for that a little bit. I mean. We'll talk about it when we get into the kind of specifics, but it'll be interesting to see if Tyron Smith plays in this game. And if he does, maybe they limit his reps. Or if, and, if they, and even if he doesn't, I think it would be interesting to see 
kind of what we saw a little bit last week with with the Colts, right? Where where the yeah. Cowboys kind of getting some different configurations in anticipation of having Tyron back eventually. So Let, let's start with the Cowboys offense. Yeah, I, I kind of don't anticipate Tyron playing. It feels like they want to give him multiple weeks of practice before he steps on the field. But I do wonder, like, if the Cowboys can open up a little bit of a lead, do we just see, like, Jason Peters and Tyler yeah, Smith that's, in the entire second half of this game? That's what I, I think would be interesting, right? Like, at the, even if Tyron, like you said, even if Tyron doesn't play, like, getting Jason uh, Peters a, a whole half at, at left tackle or give, and giving Tyler, like, you know, some significant time in game to play guard, I think would be beneficial for, for these guys and for the team overall. Uh, moving forward because you just want to have that kind of uh, you know that that kind of experience for those guys for when so when we do make the switch it's not so kind of brand new I think the Cowboys I mean to their credit have done a really good job with that they clearly have been piecemealing Tyler Smith uh, guard reps in practice obviously last week he got some reps we've seen other weeks where he's gotten reps at guard so uh, they've done a good job of kind of keeping it fresh in his mind so it's not like the sudden change that he had to do from left guard to left tackle when Tyron got hurt. Uh, so, But I, I still think it you know, it, it would be good to kind of it, get the opportunity to get some of these guys the chance to, to play in some of these other spots they may be playing by the end of the year. I also just want to see the Cowboys maul the Texans underground, right? Like just run the crap out of the ball. And if that means playing Connor McGovern at fullback 15 snaps and playing Tyler Smith at left guard, just – just work on the run game because I do think that's yep. going to be really important to their success, not only in December, but as we get into the playoffs. So if the Cowboys can just run the ball a ton in this game, let Dak just be that hyper-efficient quarterback, that's that's kind of the path to victory that I would like to see them have in this game. Yeah, this isn't necessarily one of those games where you feel like the Cowboys have to score a bunch of points up front to kind of get the, the Texans into a, a disadvantageous spot on offense. They kind of start out as a, on a disadvantageous yeah. spot on offense. So I, I agree. I think that uh, for the sake of the health of this team um, and because you can win the game this way as well, run the football, run it a lot, you know, a I mean, lot. control the game on the ground, uh, dictate the physicality on that side. Don't expose your quarterback to any unnecessary third down hits don't you know? Don't take expose. some play action shots in second and four, right? Yeah. That's yeah. You hit your big plays that way, but run the ball in this game. Yeah, man. you know, I, I think there is something you need to be. You kind of you have to guard yourself from uh, playing too timid. You don't want to obviously play too timid because you, you you it's an NFL football game. You still have to win. I don't care how bad these guys are; they're still pros. Yeah. So you do have to kind of you know respect that and and still have a high level of physicality in your game. But I think that, you know, if you're smart about how you're doing things, you, you don't have to get too elaborate. You don't have to get too tricky. Don't expose yourself to any unnecessary risks. Uh, I think the Cowboys can win str- a, a, a very easily a straight-up game against these guys, uh, and they should. And, and that's that would be the best path to victory for both yep. the Cowboys I don't know about the, the Texans, but it would be the best path to victory for the Cowboys, uh, not only obviously record-wise but health-wise. Uh, we should also mention the Cowboys are going to have the season debut of James Washington yeah. in this game. They are going to activate him. He is going to play. Mike McCarthy said he looked really good in practice. I'm just kind of curious to see how this shakes out with the wide receiver core. You and I have been a little bit pessimistic about his fit in the offense. Let's just see how it goes. Um, 
maybe get him a couple shots down the field. I, I, I'm just curious to see what James Washington looks like uh, in this Cowboys offense. You know, if they could get him on the raw on the game day roster, I'm interested in seeing him in the game. You know, just as a mix up wide receiver. I mean, I don't know. Like my antis- my uh, uh, expectation for him is not to like come in and be some like you know elite third receiver necessarily, but maybe just a change of pace guy, for just another guy that they can throw in there to kind of do a different kind of thing that the rest of these wide receivers do. So, uh, I think if you if we kind of go into it with that sort of mindset. Uh, and and say hey maybe James Washington can give us a couple of key catches on different points during the last few weeks of the game maybe a key catch in the playoffs I mean that's enough right like that's 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 sure. that's basically all you're kind of asking for so uh, I am interested to see exactly what kind of player we're getting I, I mean honestly like what we've what we're basing all of our judgments on is our preconceived notions of him coming out of Oklahoma State and then obviously the 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 tape that we've gotten to see from him at Pittsburgh, but I, I, I am interested to see exactly what kind of player we're getting and, and how he fits inside this offense. All right. Let's talk about the Cowboys defense going up against Davis Mills, who is returning to the lineup for the Texans. But we want to let you know that this show is sponsored by better help therapy online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of a complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started as the world's largest therapy service, They've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time for absolutely any reason. It could be any simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searches for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That is betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys defense in this game. And man, they they have just favorable matchups all over the field. But again, this is a game the defense can't let them hang around, right? Don't give up big penalties. Don't miss tackles because if you can just play your game, I think the Texans are going to struggle to score more than 17 points in this game. Yeah. I think Pierce is the key here, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's, he he's runs a, hard man. Yeah. And they have, you know, uh, uh, a very questionable offensive line, despite having one of the best tackles in football in Laramie Tunsil. Um, they just don't have people that can move bodies uh, and so it, it ends up kind of being all on Pierce, right? And, and, and having to break tackles behind the line of scrimmage to, in order to kind of get positive yardage. And to his credit, he's doing it. Like, you know, there's just been several games where we've seen the Texans play opponents that they, and, and most of the times they don't have any business being in the games, right? They end up kind yeah. of losing these games regularly, but, but, but the game is still in question later than many of us expect because, you know, Pierce just goes nuts and has a great game and, and, and is able to kind of break free of the terrible blocking situation around him. So 
I think for the Cowboys, it's about rallying to the football, getting bodies on the ball carrier and bringing him down. Uh, I don't anticipate this being a, a huge problem for the Cowboys. I think when they have problems in the run game, it's because they uh, struggle to get off blocks at times and, and to get to the uh, to the running back. I don't well, know. That, that I think is... mobile quarterbacks give them a little. Yeah, bit I of think mobile. I think mobile quarterbacks yeah. give everybody problems. Yeah, but, but yeah, especially I, I the Cowboys. Agree. It seems like they really struggle to stop the run when they also have to worry about the quarterback potentially pulling it on RPOs or just scrambling. Davis Mills is athletic, but I don't know if he's really a runner. Yeah, and and again, like that's. You know that's not necessarily a, a, a complete offense, right? Like yeah. having a running back and a quarterback who can run the ball—that's a complete offense, maybe in college, but that won't—that won't score the points that are required to win an NFL game. And Mills is not even that kind of quarterback. I mean, he's—he's he's athletic, like he. But I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call him Daniel Jones. You know, like no, he's I, not. You know, he's he's not that kind of runner. I, I think he can take the ball and run it. I, you know, it's almost kind of similar, maybe just different the, to Dak. I, I think At this Dak stage probably, of his career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, he has some he has some added value as a runner, but you're not like game planning to stop Davis Mills with the rushing attack. Right. Uh, with Pierce, you know, we talked about it. Dynamic, strong, fast. I mean, he has all those kind of incredible athletic traits that you want in a running back. He's young. He's in the prime of his career. So, uh, you know, he is, you know, someone that you've got to control. You've got to get bodies to him. You've got to bring him down. Uh, uh, but like I said, the good news is you're not going to be dealing with uh, kind of difficult blocking to get off uh, before you're, you're pursuing these guys. So I, I do hope that there's going to be some opportunities for these defensive linemen to get through the line of scrimmage, slow down Pierce initially, and then guys like, you know, Van Der Esch and, and Wilson yeah. and, and, and these guys will be able to clean up. And, and, and you know, look, I, I will say, too, I think that as much as we've been talking about the run defense and it being the Achilles heel of this of this defense, the run defense hasn't been terrible the last four or five No, it's weeks. actually been pretty decent, to be Yeah, fair. I mean, especially when you consider who they've been playing and some of these running backs that they faced, they've really, really improved here. Jonathan know? Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook in three straight weeks. Yeah. And they and they did a solid job. So they bottled all uh, of them up. So that, I think that that obviously bodes well for this as well. They got to continue to do that. They cannot, you know, kind of let off the gas on their run defense because this is something that they're going to have to continue to improve. Yep. You know, especially if eventually we got to play, you know, San Francisco, the Eagles. You know, these are teams that are going to run the football and that are going to be a little bit more difficult. Without looking, do you know who's starting at receiver this week for the Texans? <sighs> I know Philip Dorsett is on that team. So is It'll he be one Philip of the guys? Dorsett. So <laughs> yeah. their top three receivers going into the year were supposed to be Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and John Mechie. Top John two Mechie were out. Right. Yeah. And Mechie yeah. was out because of the – He's the still out, right? Yeah. Uh, so it'll be Philip Dorsett, Amari Rogers, who they signed Amari. from the, from the uh, Packers who was released. Packers guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Chris yeah. Moore. Those are the top three receivers. He's a – was he a was he a Cincinnati kid? Uh, he, was, University he was with the Ravens for a little bit, I believe. Uh, but didn't he go to the University? Yeah, of Cincinnati? he went to Cincinnati. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Good yeah, call. yeah, yeah. He's twenty nine year old journeyman. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's that's their receiving core. It, frankly, the interior offensive line is even worse. Um, you messaged me a couple of weeks ago, just yes. watching the Texans <laughs> about Kenyon Green, who, admittedly, we liked a lot 
kind of yes, coming into the draft. Yeah. We thought maybe that would be a guy that the Cowboys could draft at number 24, slide in at left guard. He's been making waves for all the wrong reasons so far this season. Yes, he really has. And, and, and I think what I said to you in the DMs, if I'm not mistaken, was I've seen a lot of stuff about Kenyon Green so far this year, and every single thing I've seen has been absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not it's been like like not just oh he's not playing well like it's like this dude is on record to give up more pressures than any guard in history or like that level yeah, of like yeah. historically bad play which yeah I mean again admittedly I was a Kenyon Green fan I know a lot of people were. that were uh, that were hoping that the Cowboys would take Kenyon Green over Tyler Smith at, at, at their pick you know and um, I, I I just think that it's that shows you how difficult it can be to kind of nail offensive line play. It's, it's a really yep. difficult uh, position to kind of figure out. And again, this is, this guy's career is not over. It's the, it's his rookie year, but, but I think at where he stands right now, yeah, he's really, really struggling in a way that, that you just don't see very many starting professional guards struggle at this point. You, you would yeah. think at this point he would have been pulled, but I think honestly, Houston doesn't have any other better options at come. Well- and then their center has been it's, – it's been just so bad there. So they signed Justin Britt, um, I believe, last year. He was supposed to be their center. He got hurt. Uh, they signed this kid, Jimmy Morrissey, from the Raiders practice squad. He got hurt after one snap. They played another <laughs> wow. guy named Casey McDermott at guard – or at, he's a guard, played him at center. He got hurt. Um, and now they're playing Scott Questenberry, who is a career journeyman. And I know, yep. again – PFF Grazer, whatever you want to believe. He has a pass block grade of 22 on the season. That's 22? I didn't even know 22 was an available yeah. option as, as a grade. So that, that's, that's been their center problems. And then their right guard spot has been AJ Khan, who's been pretty washed for a few years now as the former Jacksonville right guard. So this has got to be a game that the Cowboys' interior defensive line just eats, right? And I, I if you're Dan Quinn... I'm thinking about like lining Demarcus Lawrence up against these guards, thinking oh, yeah. about putting Sam Williams over top of some of these guys. It's just creating havoc and mismatches. Oh well, stunts. I mean, these oh, guys aren't going to be able to handle our stunts and, and our twists, and, and you know, so like that's really where they'll really struggle. I mean, you know, they're going to see they're going to see Parsons going this way while Lawrence is going that way, and 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 that's going to be make that's going to make Kenyon Green's head spin. So. You know, again, it helps them that they have a guy like Laramie Tunsil who is, you know, elite at this point at left tackle. But uh, yeah, and Titus I mean, Howard on the right side is playing well, so that helps as well. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, it's not enough to hide the three interior offensive line. We, like we talk about all the time, right? Offensive line, it's not about the best player you have; it's about the worst player you have. So it's a lot like defensive backs, uh, defensive backfields, right? Mm-hmm. If you have one incredible weak link. Uh, that's all it takes. And, yep. and and if a team can expose it, then the team can expose you. The 49ers this year have done a really good job of when they play bad offenses, just completely shutting them down. Like they go halves. I, I think they've now allowed seven total points in the second half since week seven. I would like to see the Cowboys do something similar to that. Like just go a whole half without them crossing the 50 yard line and just completely dominating. These are the type of games where I think you can do that. Don't, don't play with your food. Just, you're the better team. Show that on Sunday. Yep. You know, it's a, uh, it's a professional, it's a professional football team you're playing, but, but uh, only barely. And, uh, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, you cannot play down to your competition. 
you know, I think that there's a, a tendency to press at times to kind of get out early. And I think that that's why at times we struggle. Just play early. your game. Just, Just play, play your, game. your game. Just don't, there's no reason to get out there and be tricky. Go, go run, you know, toss sweep outside, runs inside zone, run, you yeah. know, run yeah. the normal plays, run wide zone, run power, run G, G, uh, G pull. Like get all you know, do run your normal. Game you don't need and, to do double reverse passes and these double uh, jet sweeps to whatever you want to do to CD Lamb. Just play your game. Run run normal plays and then run normal constraints. If you want to run a jet sweep to to, to CD, that's fine. But don't yeah. Let's not do the double reverse jet Which sweep. They, to they, CD they've done or, with Tony Pollard that's lost like a million yards already yeah. this year. You don't need that. There's no you're, reason you're, for there's no reason for the tight end screen in this game because like. No, you know, first of all, you're not, you haven't been great at screens in, in general. And second of all, like you should, you can beat the, you can beat their blitz, like with just yeah. Dak Prescott and guys in route. So, you know, they're it's also just, not going to blitz because it's a Levy Smith yeah, cover two defense. So, yeah. And they're also not going to get home with four because, well, I mean, listen, that's the only other thing you have to worry about, right? Jerry Hughes can rush the passer. Jerry but... Hughes can rush the passer. And, 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 you know, we should obviously give deference to some of their, their better players. I, I think that, uh, Hughes has been good. Okoronku has been mm-hmm. really great, I think, especially these last two seasons in a way that I didn't anticipate when he came out of OU. Um, you know, Malik Collins, I, I still really like. I don't know that he's a guy that you necessarily are game planning to have to stop, but it gives them at least an inside presence every once in a while as a pass mm-hmm. rusher. So the Cowboys, you know, again, this is Just a professional football team. Guys. Right. Yeah, but but I think, honestly, that's kind of going back to what we are just talking about. That's why I'm running the football. Right, it's because Hughes, Okoronku, those guys are not going to be able to hold up on the edge in the run game. Uh, uh, I I know that a lot of people like Christian Kirksey, and and, and I think maybe he's had a decent year this year, but I I would just, I mean, bowl him over. I don't think he's anything that's going to make you stop that. So uh, running the football kind of. You know, it ends the game quicker. It it it's it's, it's simple. It's Cowboys, safe. Right? It's great for the Cowboys. It's a very simple solution to get a win easily without having to kill yourself or put yourself into positions you don't want to be against a bad team. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's do our score predictions for this game. But before we do that, we want to let you know this podcast is sponsored by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Pick projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Price Picks will give you 100. Deposit 50, they'll give you 50. It's that easy. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on it. Sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Landon. Cowboys 17 and a half point favorites on bet online. The total is at 44, which is kind of crazy for a spread that big. But who do you have winning this game and why? Uh, picking the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to pick him to win, let's say, 24 to 7. Um, I, I think that at a certain point, 
the Cowboys will take control of this game early. Uh, they'll be up by multiple scores, and the name of the game will be ending the game, not necessarily trying to score a ton of points, killing the clock, controlling the rest of the game, bleeding it dry. Um, I, I think that the the Texans will likely press to try to kind of come back and try to find their way. I think that pressing will lead to turnovers, Cowboys getting the ball back, Cowboys scoring. Yep. So uh, I think that some of that will happen, but I also think that uh, at a certain point, the Cowboys will be able to continually run the football. The Texans won't be able to consistently get the ball back, I don't think, um, and that the Cowboys will be able to end this game. I think it will be a short game because uh, I think you'll have a, a very long – I think you have a, a running clock for most of it simply because I think the Cowboys will run the football for the reasons that we just described – and frankly, I think the Texans will run the football because that may be the only way that they can consistently move the football. So uh, I, I think it'll be a short game, and I think the Cowboys win handedly. Um, and I and I, I I don't anticipate this being like what I and I kind of predicted with the Colts game. With the Colts game, I thought it might be close, and then the Cowboys pull away, which it ended up being. Uh, with this one, I anticipate the Cowboys early in the third quarter finishing this game and then just bleeding it dry. Uh, with the run yep. game after that. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm picking the Texans to win. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised, honestly, at this point, just because, you know, tradition. So I I, I, no, I picked the Cowboys to win last week. Actually, I, I think I picked the Cowboys did. to win you the did. last two or three You games, have. So. Yeah, we just hadn't talked about it. Because I uh, felt like if we talked about it, it was like a, yeah. you know, a jinx or something. I got a feeling this game is going to be somewhat similar to last week, where – the Cowboys either are winning or it's just tied going into halftime and are all wondering how is this game tied. And then when you look at the final score, it's going to be like 27 to 13 and that's it. I, I don't know. The, the Cowboys talent is just so overwhelming. They would have to play so poorly in this game to lose. Right. And even then, like I think even if they did, <laughs> even-, even if they played so poorly, I could still see them having a chance to win it at the end, right? Like, Absolutely. hey, you need you're down by four. Go get a touchdown with two and a half minutes left. But I don't I mean, like it, it. But I could easily see them having ten penalties in the first half and only being up by like you know three, three points. points and yeah. then scoring twenty four points in the yeah. third quarter or something. Yeah. But last night, I'm going to keep saying this. Last night is a perfect mm. example of why you put teams away early. Uh, that Rams roster. I was talking with uh, Justice Mosquito, look like a preseason roster. In fact, I've seen preseason rosters that were better than what the Rams put out there. And they were down 16-3. to They had like four straight drives where they went three and out. And all of a sudden, one 50-yard pass interference call shifted the game, right? And the Rams, before you knew it, won a game. They had absolutely no business winning. Don't let the Texans even have the thought or the the chance of that happening. Have this game be over at halftime where we're all of a sudden watching red zone for the last hour and a half at this game. That, yes, that's exactly. that's all I want to say. I agree. I, I just think it's, it's one of those things where like, look, the Cowboys could get away. I mean, the, the talent difference is such that the Cowboys could screw around a lot in the first half. and still easily, easily win this game. Yeah. Uh, but don't do that. You know, don't like, first that. of all, like there's no reason for it. Second of all, you need to be getting more and more precise. You need to be getting tightened up as we yes. get on these years. This should be a tune-up game. Like this should be a very clean game because you're not having to press against a, a, a difficult opponent. I would love to see a clean game of football from the Cowboys. Low penalties. I, I low would love to errors. see another one of those 
games like against Minnesota where he's 22 of 26 for 248, two touchdowns, no interceptions, right? Yeah. And it's just masterful, right? And he's yeah. he's not really having to throw the ball into difficult situations. It's just picking the defense apart and easy drives that end in touchdowns. Yeah. I would like for this game to end with Malik Davis having – 75 yards rushing yeah you know because that we got to pull everybody else and and we're just gonna feed malik to finish this game essentially little malik davis versus damian pierce like we saw at florida Mm, those two guys were in the same backfield nice nice reunion yeah for both of those two there you go uh all right that is it for today's show thank you for tuning in for your next listen check out the lot on sports today podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you get the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Uh, we will be back, I think, on Sunday night. We haven't even talked yet, but I, probably yeah. Sunday night to break down this game. Hopefully, break down a win. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.